now with the latest from the world of technology. This is the Tech Guide podcast with Stephen Fennick. Let's jump straight in. Tech Guide. This was a real effort to push into that growing consumer space, very competitive space in Australia. It does give the user plenty of options, whether you're working or viewing content on the device. Keeping you updated and educated. This is the Tech Guide podcast. Knowing Apple, you just don't know what to expect. They've gone from taking an excellent device and they've made it even better. It's had a redesign inside and out. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide, episode 159. Welcome to the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer technology. Thanks for listening and thanks for downloading. And if you're a first-time listener, we're glad you found us. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, we're going to talk about Optus. They've got new plans for data sharing. Belkin makes it easier to manage how much power your products use. And who's winning the smartphone war? Is it Apple or is it Samsung? In the Tech On interview, we talked to Ford's electronics chief engineer, Craig Springer, about the technology under the hood of the new Ford Everest SUV. In the Tech Guide reviews, we check out the main new features of Windows 10, along with the Plantronics Backbeat Sense wireless headphones. And we're going to finish it off with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by our sponsors, Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. A packed show, so let's jump straight in. Well, Optus had a major announcement uh, earlier this week, and it's all about data sharing. This is a very popular popular offering, popular feature among the telcos, and as its name suggests, it means you can have several plans that are linked, and all the data in those plans are shared across the, uh, across all the different devices uh, attached to those particular plans. Now, what's different about what Optus has offered this time is they've actually expanded that pool, in fact, allowed you to create your own data pool. Now, the difference was that previously it was only data-only devices, so tablets and dongles that could actually link their data and share it across devices. So you could share it on your mobile broad, mobile broadband or a tablet. Well, now what's happened is that Optus has introduced the opportunity to, uh, to link a smartphone to that data sharing as well. So that really opens up a few possibilities here, not only for households, but for small businesses, even for individuals, which I'll discuss in a moment. But what, what it means now is that you can bring now bring any postpaid mobile plan or mobile broadband plan and share all of that included data across all those devices. So you created one big data pool that you can track in a sing, on a single bill as well, so make it even less complicated. Now, how it helps the individual would be this. Now, imagine an individual's got, for example, an iPhone, and they can only afford about three gig of data. Now, you got to remember, if you're paying off of a, if it's a 24 month plan, you may have a, the iPhone. Of course, you may have the 16 gig, the 30, the 64 gig, or the 128 gig, and de- and depending on the amount of data that's included in that plan, that determines how much they're going to pay every month. 
Now, consider that Optus have now introduced new mobile broadband plans. In fact, they've got a $60 My Mobile Broadband Plus plan that now comes with 12 gigabytes of data. So an Optus customer could potentially have a cheaper phone plan with the smartphone attached, of course, on contract over 24 months, opting for the lowest data possible and then pay $60 a month for the 12 gig of data. So that could potentially save them a little bit of money or for the same price that they would pay on a phone, uh, having have the, uh, offer them more data using the shared plan method. So I think that uh, whether you're a family, whether you're a business, this is a, a, a pretty good idea. Now, if you're, there is also another bonus offer that, that Optus have uh, have announced as well, and that if you bring a family member or colleague into the into the mobile sharing plans, that you can get a brand new iPhone or iPad uh, on a new twenty four month plan, but you receive a one off one hundred and fifty dollar credit. So that makes it cheaper right off the bat. If you uh, you can do that for up to five devices, that's a total credit of up to seven hundred and fifty bucks. So if you, if you're thinking if you've got a large family or you want to introduce more people to the plan on your on your business, then there's a way you can save money. Optus, it's all about the data sharing. You want to read more about that story? You can do that at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finney. Tech Guide, keeping you updated and educated. Now, we've heard plenty in the past about Belkin's Wemo products. These are the home automation range, this family of products. There are switches and light bulbs, and and, uh, these can all be connected via the Wemo app, or connected, of course, to your wireless network, and controlled using your Wemo app on an iPhone or an Android device, or an iPad as well, for that matter, or an Android tablet. And this allows you then to not only control the product, in other words, turn it on and off, see if they're on and off just by looking at the app uh, but you can also set rules so they, they come on at a certain time uh, they can be linked together so if one thing happens uh, you then something so you've got a little sensor in the package you walk past the sensor the light comes on if the light comes on something else happens so there's a way to create what they call recipes for all these different uh, home automation products now that's what we already know now that's and, and that's a very successful part of Welkin's off, Belkin's offering at the moment, but they've introduced a new member of the Wemo family, and this is the Insight switch. Now, there's a normal switch that just connects to the PowerPoint. You connect the product into that switch, and that allows you to turn it on and off, program it however you like. Now, the Insight switch is, is similar to that. So you plug that into your PowerPoint, and that the switch itself has a, has a, a, a plug as well. So you can plug your product into the Insight switch as well. And as per the other Belkin switch, you can control it. You can look at it uh, through the app if you've left it on. So no more worrying, or have I left the iron on? You can actually, if it is connected to a Belkin switch, you can check that from anywhere and turn it off from anywhere as well. Now, the difference with the Insight switch is the, it, the insight that it provides. And by that, I mean it allows you to monitor and manage how much power these products are using in your home. Now it's priced at ninety nine ninety five, and you also can check the, all that information through the app, of course. Now, 
with these insights switch, so you can see the products that are using up all the power in your home. So it's 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 a little bit like seeing a meter running. So so you know, okay, well this product is uh, particularly power hungry. We're going to limit that use. So we're going to not use that for more than three hours per day. And these are the rules you can set within the app. So you can decide when your devices turn on, when they turn off and for how long they can be run for. You can set, for example, uh, a rule uh, uh, for, say, a lamp to turn on at sunset every day. Uh, and similarly, you, you can have uh, lights programmed to turn off at sunrise. But you can also do things with the insight switch is to see how if the TV's been on for too long, you can set rules. Say, for example, your, your kids come home after school, you may set a rule that the gaming console cannot be used between four and six. Or the television uh, ups, uh, that, that they watch at night uh, won't work after 9 p.m., which might happen to be their bedtime. So these are the uh, other things you can do with the insight switch on top of managing that energy usage in your home. And you, at the end of the day, it uh, has the potential to save you uh, lots of money, hundreds, possibly thousands of dollars uh, in energy savings. The Belkin insight switch, it's priced at $99.95, but it can also be purchased now from Bunnings Warehouse. So if you're uh, off, to the, off to the hardware store wanting to, to try a new project, well, the Insight Switch could be that new project. It's also available, of course, from JB Hi-Fi and other leading retailers. And if you want to read more about that, you can do it techguide.com.au. Now, it's the battle of the heavyweights. It has been for some time, Apple versus Samsung in the smartphone stakes. The smartphone market, very lucrative market. There are billions of smartphone users around the world now, and there's two giant companies that are at the top of that market. Samsung, currently number one, uh, but experiencing a little, uh, some issues, some uh, drops in profit, some drops in sales, unit sales, whereas Apple, on the other hand, have just gone from strength to strength. In uh, since the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus were launched late last year. And in fact, that's coincided with Samsung uh, dropping their profits, dropping their unit sales at the, in the same period. Now, Juniper Research has just uh, released their new study, their new uh, look at the second quarter of 2015. I have to say, makes for some very interesting reading. Now, Apple... Uh, and its iPhone uh, really laying all before them. They are the undisputed winners of that of that second quarter. They sold worldwide forty seven point five million million units uh, in the second quarter, uh, and that was fueled by this huge growth in the Chinese market. Now the company's year on year profits also increased to more than $13 billion, which is a 112% year-on-year improvement. Samsung, though, at the same time, their expectations for the Galaxy S6 and S6 Edge were slightly lower than, than, well, the results were lower than expectations, I should say. But they still had a profitable quarter, so the, the S6 and the S6 Edge are still very popular. Uh, and they are on track to hit 70 million units by the end of the year. Now, you cast your mind back to the iPhone sold in just one quarter, 47.5 million units in just in the second quarter of 2015. 
So uh, other other uh, manufacturers have also had some interesting times as well. Uh, we should say also too that Samsung, they are the rumor is that they've uh, the reason their shipments have lower than anticipated is because they actually were hit by some component delays. So if they can't build the units quick enough, they can't ship the units quick enough, and that supply then suffers. Uh, what's going to happen though? There's reported reportedly Samsung are going to reduce the price of some of their devices could even be the S6 and S6 Edge to try to jumpstart those sales and they're also going to release a high-end device we're thinking it's going to be the Galaxy Note 5 in the third quarter of 2015 which is the quarter that we're currently in right now and there is a Galaxy Note 5 launch in just a couple of weeks now Huawei which is a Chinese company has also had a pretty decent start to the year as well they've had in the second quarter 50% year-on-year growth and it's all on the back of their huge launch of their brand new device the P8 now I've just received the P8 for review uh, it is made of premium stuff. It's got a uh, some, uh, aluminium metal construction. It's also got Gorilla Glass screen, which uh, the company has guaranteed not to break. If it does break in the first 12 months, you get a free screen replacement. So they've been pretty aggressive in the market. They've seen a decent jump. LG dropped 3% in the second quarter compared to the same quarter uh, a year ago. They uh, shipped 14.1 million units. Microsoft saw a little increase, a 12% increase, as a matter of fact, in that period. And we're thinking this is in the lead-up to the Windows 10 launch. Because you've got to remember, Windows 10, which we're going to talk about in a moment, uh, can be used across a number of devices, including smartphones, tablets, convertibles, uh, laptops, desktops, you name it. Windows 10 will run along all of those. So uh, that is the state of play in the smartphone market. Or If you want to read all those figures, you can check it out, techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Finnick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Get your home Wi-Fi up to speed with the new Netgear D6400 AC1600 VDSL ADSL modem router. Yes, it's a modem and a router. With the influx of great content and streaming services, just like Netflix, now is the time to think about upgrading your home network so you can enjoy smooth HD video streaming without that annoying buffering or lag time. With incredibly fast Wi-Fi speeds and ultimate Wi-Fi range for large homes with more than 10 devices, and who doesn't have more than 10 devices? The Netgear D6400 will future-proof your home. It'll provide universal compatibility for any type of internet connection now and in the future. Check out the new VDSL ADSL Wi-Fi modem router from Netgear. Search D6400 at netgear.com.au. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide interview. Tech Guide. Our Tech Guide interview is with Craig Springer. He is the Chief Engineer for Electronics over at Ford. And we've just returned from Chiang Rai in northern Thailand where we had a chance to drive the new Ford Everest. This is the new midsize SUV that will be available across Asia-Pacific in the coming months. Now, what's so special about the SUV, apart from the technology we're going to talk about in a moment, is the fact that it was designed and developed right here in Australia. 
It is an SUV, which is short for Sport Utility Vehicle. It's powered by a 3.2-litre, six-speed, five-cylinder diesel engine with 143 kilowatts of power and 470 newton metres of torque. Now, this is a an on-road and off-road vehicle. It has a terrain management system. So there's actually a dial in the car with four preset modes. So if you're driving on normal roads, if you're driving through snow, mud, or grass, there's even a mode for sand and rock. So this can alter then the car's response, uh, the intelligent four-wheel drive, and the traction control to handle all types of conditions. But Inside the car and under the bonnet is a huge number of features, a huge number of technology features, I should say. That's the reason why we were sent over there to check it out. Craig is one of the people who behind the development of that technology that not only makes it easier to do things like you know have your entertainment in your car, your phone connected, but there's a few safety features, a few comfort features, and... Uh, these all combine to just create not only a safer but more pleasant driving experience. Now, we sat down with Craig to take us through all the technology you're going to find under the hood of the Ford Everest. Hi, Craig. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Steve. No problem. Well, we've been driving the Ford Everest all day in yep. uh, sunny Chiang Rai here in Thailand, and the features of the car are obvious from the outside, but sure. I'm here to talk about the technology, and there is literally a tonne of tech under the hood. Definitely. So, I wouldn't mind just going through a few now. Uh, tell us about lane keeping aid. Sure. Um, well, the lane keeping aids are part of our lane keep system. Um, uses a camera behind the rear view mirror, which basically looks at the markings on the road. Oh. Um, so the system will detect if you're uh, going outside of your lane. Okay. Uh, and if it does, you'll get a, a warning. Uh-huh. Um, that warning is audible through the cluster uh, and system, yep. um, but also um, a visual warning in the heads-up display right in the cluster. And will there be any haptic feedback? Yeah, is so that if true? you continue the... to deviate outside the lane, yep. um, the system will give you that haptic feedback through the wheel, just through vibrations. Wow. So the you'll get a little yeah, exactly. shake. Yep. Okay. What about the blind spot information system? Yeah, well, that's... Bliss, that's, for yeah, short, yeah, is that right? Exactly. <laughs> that's new to the segment as well. And we should have cross-traffic alert. Um, yeah, so the system uh, basically uses two uh, radars located in either side of the rear quarter panel areas. So it's, it's basically looking at those areas, your blind spots, yep. and if a vehicle enters the, 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 those two regions, you'll get a uh, warning LED illuminate in the relevant wing mirror, left right. or right. Okay, cool. So yeah. a little marking to say exactly. blind spot activated. So it use, also uses um, or has cross-traffic alert. Um, so it uses the same uh, sensors yep. um, to, to uh, basically detect vehicles when you're parking, uh, reversing out of a parking right. space. So if you're coming out, obviously backwards, you're exactly. reversing, and there is a traffic, maybe you might be coming yep. into traffic. Okay. Yep, so you can basically detect vehicles uh, going as, uh, as high as 60 k's an hour oh, okay. um, from a distance not less than 25 metres. Okay. And the, well, this is an obvious one, the forward alert, uh, so the, the warning, the, I think there's a heads-up yep. display yep. warning. That's 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 part of that visual and audio alert you get there, and the, and it's. Tell us about the brakes now. I, sure. I understood from your presentation that you said the brakes are charged, so that even before you've taken your foot off the accelerator, yep. half the job of the braking is done. Yeah, and that's the collision mitigation part of the system. Yep. So the system uses a front-facing radar located in the front end of the vehicle, so it's basically monitoring the distance between you and the vehicle ahead. Yep. So essentially, if if the time to potential to cl- uh, collision is below a certain um, threshold, yep. you'll get the warning. Okay. Um, if uh, 
if basically then you continue on, it'll pre-charge the brakes. Right. So the brakes are pretty much ready to go. As soon as you then hit the brake pedal, yeah. you're stopping as quickly as possible. Okay. And what about when you're on the move, say, the driver assist and the adaptive cruise control? Exactly. Another great feature. So adaptive cruise um, is not just your, your basic cruise system where you yeah. can set your speed. It also uses the same radar to set your ah. gap. So you Hence set, the word adaptive. Exactly. It adapts to driving. So if the vehicle ahead of you uh, is slowing down, the, it'll slow the vehicle down. That's and then right. once that traffic clears, it'll speed up to your set speed and your set gap. One thing I, uh, that interested me too is the gyroscopic sensors. Sure. So this is... So there, there, is, there is technology to apply the brakes to different wheels, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So we've got um, uh, electronic stability control, yep. roll stability control, um, and curve control. So this, this system um, basically uses the, the, the braking system with all of our sensors in the vehicles yep. um, to keep, help keep control of the vehicle. The gyroscopic sensors are a part of uh, RSC, uh -huh. so basically detecting not only um, your, your movement on the road and your wheel position versus the actual vehicle angle, yeah. it's also detecting the level of roll in the vehicle right. because of those gyroscopic sensors. That's part sensors. of that curve control Great. Well. So, well. Yeah, curve, curve control is, a, is another feature of ESC um, to really help you keep, keep the vehicle on the okay. road and some of those bigger, bigger curves. And, and of course, this is a gift, this feature, for people who find it a little hard to park. Yes. The active park assist <laughs> for those who can't parallel park. Exactly. The car does it for you. It's a great, great feature. Um, it uses the new e-pass system in the vehicle. So once it's activated, it'll scan for parallel parking spaces. Uh, when it finds one, it lets you know um, with an with audible and visual um, yep. indication. Um, then it'll take over steering of the vehicle. So all you need to do is hit the accelerator, the brake, the brake. Um, yep. and shift the transmission as you're told to, uh -huh. and the vehicle will park for wow. you. And what about, now we've spoken about, that that's all the stuff to help you driving. What about in the car? We've, mm -hmm. uh, what about Ford Sync 2 and the, the voice control? And yep. I, I know that Ford has been really active, especially helping developers to adapt their apps to be used safely within the car. Yep. But there's a whole lot of new features in there with Ford Sync 2. Yes, I think 2 is our um, you know, latest voice connectivity um, system. So it basically organises the features and functions into four quadrants, your phone and all the related functionality. Mm -hmm. um, I actually did that. I, I linked my phone, it? yeah, put my phone right. there, played all my, my old 80s music through the stereo. <laughs> Excellent. Fantastic. Yes, you can control your entertainment, you can control your climate system, yep. um, and, and all, all of those fun that functionality you control with voice commands. Uh -huh. So and, yeah. and it's not just any old voice commands too. Like this, this is a new level of voice control that... Uh, is it true? Ten thousand voice commands are given. Exactly, recognize. exactly. The system can. See, I took notes during the briefing, mate. You I did. Took notes. You paid attention. I'm very happy. <laughs> so, um, well, you can. Exactly what can you tell? Right. Give us an example. What, what can you tell the car? Well, of course, you can help get it to make make and receive um, phone calls yep. um, for you, um, which is pretty pretty convenient. You can control your um, audio um, to to a level. You can uh, control your climate system, set the temperature, navigation. I like this you can command. Get it to go somewhere. I'm yeah. hungry. There you go. You can say I'm hungry and what is so to look for local, local restaurants. Local eating establishments, restaurants, exactly. <laughs> what about find a parking? Find a car park. Yep, find local car parks yep. that, are, that are part of navigation. And it also plays your music. I think uh, the example you use, I think you're a bit of a fan, play the Beatles, is that yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind the Beatles, but not necessarily a big fan. But, um, yeah, you can do that. That's and right. the screen, I, I was impressed with the resolution of the screen, the nice 8-inch screen. Yeah, really nice 8-inch the, the touch, the touch, touch screen. screen. Exactly. And, of course, your phone connectivity. That, you mentioned yeah. that earlier, but... Yeah. Uh, that's important, I suppose. It's great having all this technology, but safety is number one. Absolutely. And that's the real advantage of SYNC. It really allows you to keep your hands on the wheel, eyes on the road, operate the system with the, the mm -hmm. steering wheel controls, and, uh, and make those calls. Right. Well, 
that's a lot of tech, and I hope I get a chance to try it out a little bit more. Appreciate your time. Same here. Pleasure. Thanks, Steve. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide. Well, one of the biggest stories of the week, of course, is the release of Windows 10 the brand new operating system from Microsoft. It's come a long way. It's uh, jumped up two figures. Not only uh, we've seen Windows 8, no Windows 9, and suddenly Windows 10 is here. I actually asked Microsoft, why is that? Why is there a Windows 9? One theory is that they didn't want to confuse people with Windows 95. Remember that that released more than 20 years ago? Uh, some people saying Windows 9, Windows 95 were too similar, could cause coding issues, but that's probably just a rumor. What Microsoft said was the fact that this was such a big release, it needed more than one number, one uh, one number of increase. So uh, I thought that was a pretty cool answer. Windows 10 is here. Now, if you've had all your updates from Windows 7 and Windows 8.1, you should be enjoying Windows 10 right now. There should be a small icon in your taskbar, the Get Windows 10 icon. If that isn't appearing, you may need to update, run some more updates, uh, and once you're up to date, then you, you'll probably see that uh, icon appear and you can get to uh, updating the software. Uh, it does take, uh, could take a day or two once you've registered with your email and all that, you'll get a notification that you're ready to go. You want to install it right then and there. It could take about between half an hour to an hour to get through it all to not only download the software, install the software, uh, optimize it for all your applications, uh, and then you're up and running. Uh, I'm going to just take you through just some of the features. Now, one of the features is Continuum. Now, the reason you need Continuum, this is a, the way the this feature that helps the software detect what device it's being used on. You've got to remember, Windows 10 can be used across computers, tablets, and smartphones. And it can also detect the type of input there is as well, whether you're using a mouse, whether you're using a keyboard, a combination of the two, a touchscreen, you name it, Windows 10 will detect it. Now, the smart the Start button is back. Now, we, uh, there were a few people who weren't really crash hot about, weren't really uh, liking the Metro screen. That's all the tiles on the 8.1 version of Windows that are on the, were on the desktop. Some felt that was a little too much, and Microsoft has listened to that feedback and packed that uh, live tile screen into the Start button. So once you do hit that Start button, uh, it pops out of the bottom left-hand corner. You can access all the latest applications and see all your live tiles in that window that can be put away once you hit the start button again. Uh, also, the browser has changed. It's no longer called Internet Explorer. It is now called Microsoft Edge. Now, the former, the let's call it the browser formerly known as Internet Explorer, is a little bit more intuitive. And it can be used not only to look at sites, of course, and you know, to have bookmarks and as we normally use a browser, but it can now be used to mark up sites. So in other words, you can write on various sites, make notes, share those notes, if ever you need to uh, make some notes and share it with someone else, say you want to point out something on a particular website, there's something you like, you've underlined things, written on it, you can actually share that with someone as well using Microsoft Edge. 
if you're uh, if you want to get into your productivity, uh, a feature that can help you look at more than one window at the same time is called Snap, and you can actually split the screen into four if you like. So if you have four applications, you can snap them into you can you can use it only just one and one, so half of the screen uh, for each application. So that's two, or you can split it into four. So if you and you can even uh, pay cut and paste from one to the others as well, help you uh, with your productivity. Now Cortana is another new feature. This is more than just a talking search engine. Now Cortana is similar to Siri on the iPhone and iPad, and you can ask Siri questions not only to find information but also to find your documents uh, and also listen to your commands. So what you can do is say, for example, uh, show me the photos I took in Thailand, and then all the photos taken in Thailand, you can see them straight away. Or it will say, show me the document I worked on on the 7th, and then it will show you all the documents you worked on that particular date as well. Very handy. Xbox, now that's another strong brand from Microsoft. And what they've done, they've very cleverly integrated Xbox into Windows 10 as well, but in a very clever way. Now, how many times has this happened to you? You've come out to your main TV where your Xbox console is connected and you wanted to play Xbox, but your partner or someone else in the family is watching TV already. Now, you don't just kick them off the lounge. Some people might, but if you don't want to do that, you can still play the Xbox. What you can do is actually stream the Xbox to your Windows 10 device. All you need is to grab your Xbox controller connected to your Windows 10 device with a USB cord and you'll be playing, streaming from the Xbox One to your device, your Xbox game. So no more arguments, no one kicking anyone off the lounge. We don't want that. We don't encourage that. So if you do have your Xbox and you do have Windows 10, you can still play your game anywhere on your home network. If you want to check out all of those features about Windows 10, it is here. It is now. You can read it all all about it at techguide.com.au keeping you updated and educated this is tech guide with stephen Finney. tech guide now we love a pair of headphones here at tech guide and uh our latest one that we've checked out is probably one of the better headphones that we've seen of late it's the plantronics backbeat sense plantronics is a company that's been in the audio game for decades now a little bit of trivia for you you may not have known but when man landed on the moon Neil Armstrong, when he walked, the first man to walk on the moon, when he uttered that very famous phrase, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, he was actually talking through a Plantronics headset. Pretty decent claim to fame. So they've been in the audio business ever since, not only for their headsets, but also headphones, speaker technology. Plantronics uh, is right up there with them. This latest uh, Backbeat Sense headphones are quite lightweight. Now, they're wireless. They uh, appear to your phone via Bluetooth. Uh, They only weigh 140 grams. You sometimes forget they're even on your head. They're so light. And these Backbeat Sense headphones offer comfort, They offer great features uh, and also excellent audio quality as well. Now, in terms of design, they are quite lightweight. They're not noise-canceling headphones, I should say. They don't offer any active noise cancellation, but they are. They offer passive noise cancellation. In other words, the, the seal they create on your ear with the soft memory foam ear cups, uh, that is like a bit of passive noise cancellation. 
but they do have an excellent sound. And the uh, uh, the volume control and the music navigation controls are on the left ear cup. There's a spring-loaded volume control. On the right is the on-off and Bluetooth pairing switch, as well as a 3.5 mil jack, so you can actually connect with a cord to your source, so your smartphone, in case you run out of battery. Uh, and there is also a that uh, you can answer your phone calls as well, your smartphone calls through the headphones also. Uh, there's also an open mic technology built in, so if you do need to hear like an airport announcement or someone's talking to you in the office, you do press a button and it actually turns on the microphones outside the headphones so you can hear even more clearly if someone's trying to talk to you or there's some kind of announcement that you have to listen to. Now, one thing that I really like, obviously, about the Plantronics uh, Backbeat Sense headphones is the audio quality. They're very, very impressive. So across the whole range of, of sound, high, mid-range, really sharp, really clear, and the bass was just right. There are some headphones that they really overdo the bass. It sort of overpowers the rest of your music. Some of them under, uh, you know, have their bass a little underdone, and that kind of leaves me feeling like a little, we've been sort of left, left short a little bit there. Now, what I like about it is is this finds that balance just right. And no matter what type of music you listen to, it can handle any type of genre you're going to hear. You're going to really like what you hear. Uh, one other great feature, feature is, obviously, it's got Bluetooth to connect to your smartphone, but not any old Bluetooth. It's got advanced Class 1 Bluetooth. So what that may, means is that you can control two connected devices. You might have two smartphones connected at the same time, but the best feature about advanced Class 1 Bluetooth is that it goes beyond the 10-meter range of, a, of normal Bluetooth and goes up to 100 meters of range. Now, we tested this out. We put the, the, our phone at the back of the house and and we also and we went up to the front of the house and we could still hear our music and with, that wasn't even half the range of uh, of the advanced class one Bluetooth so that was very impressive. The other really impressive thing too is that there are intuitive sensors on board of these headphones as well, which means that if you take them off your head, it will automatically pause your music. So no need to reach into your bag for your phone or even touch the headphones themselves. Simply take them off, put them on your shoulders, and the music will stop. And then when you put them back on your head, the music will resume right where you left off. So that is an excellent feature. They've thought of everything. The open mic Combine that with the open mic. It's got dual mics as well, so you can answer your phone on it and you can have be quite clearly heard there as well. And you know, add all those features together, you're looking at not only good audio quality, but great features to improve the experience. You've got really good design. They're, they're really lightweight. They look really nice. They're available in black or white. Uh, and and as I said, they really, they really have a terrific audio performance. And I don't know why, but Siri has suddenly been activated by, by, by what I said you may have heard that in the background I don't know what's going on here with Siri but uh, it, it was activated by something I said I don't know maybe plantronics is a keyword here or backbeat or sense something like that but anyway I digress the, another great feature is the battery now this offers up to 18 hours of battery life and that's a long time. You could you could fly from Sydney to LA and back again almost and have enough battery on board. But one thing with the battery is that it has a deep sleep mode. Now, how many times have you done this? You've, you've charged up your, your headphones or your earphones, left them for a week or two, come back, and there's no battery left. 
you've got to charge them up again. Not so with the backbeat sense. They've got this hibernation mode that allows you to leave them for up to six months and still pick them up and the battery charge is still there. That is a great new feature. Combine all of those features, and I've, I think you've got one of the best headphones that are on the market at the moment. And you know what? Very competitively priced at just $249. They're available from September the 1st. If you want to read my full review, you know where to find it, techguide.com.au. The Tech Guide podcast is also sponsored by Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe on the internet. Do you know, though, what your kids are up to on the internet? A recent survey by internet security company Norton shows that almost three quarters of Australian parents are in the dark when it comes to knowing what their children get up to online. Are you one of these parents? Helping your kids grow up in the digital age of social media, online stranger danger, sexting and cyberbullying adds a new dimension to parenting. And Norton wants to help you to give you the tools you need to open up the conversation with your kids about online safety. Norton Family is a free online service that lets you keep tabs on where your kids go what they do, and what they see online to help them develop good online habits. To learn more and to start using Norton Family for free, visit norton.com forward slash au forward slash protecting kids. Now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. Our Tech Guide Help Desk is actually a pretty frightening little thing that we found. It was an Android vulnerability. Now, this is uh, something that we, we found out about late last week. And Symantec, the uh, company behind our sponsor, Norton, has rated this threat as frightening. This vulnerability is for Android devices. It's called Stage Fright. And what it does, this susceptibility makes it possible for a device running Android 2.2 or later, it opens up that device to be compromised simply by receiving an MMS, which is a multimedia message. Now, the receiver, all they need to do to trigger the exploit is just simply look at that MMS. could be a video that someone sent you. You press play, and the payload of that video is malicious software that can then infect your device and give the hacker remote access to your data so it can see all the information on your phone, your contact list, which is really dangerous considering considering what we do on our phones. We do our banking on our phones. We've got our contact list. We've got all kinds of information there, and that could be compromised by this stage fright susceptibility. Now, there is even uh, some cases where this this threat could be activated even without the user's knowledge, even before they've received a notification, and if the if that message is happened to happens to be sent through Google Hangouts, so it's, it's such a frightening development here. And the good news is, though, that Symantec has suggested ways that you can protect yourself against this potential threat. Now, there are settings on Android devices that allow you to not retrieve automatically the multimedia messages. There is a, if you tick the box, automatically retrieve messages, it's going to retrieve it whether you like it or not. 
Now, if you uncheck that box, you are then in control of whether you want to retrieve the message. Now, if the message comes from someone you don't know, which is the likely scenario here, you 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 won't want you won't want this to open up automatically. Uh, so, unchecking that auto retrieve that auto retrieve uh, setting will then protect you uh, that that way. So well worth checking out. Uh, you don't want to retrieve those those MMSs automatically. You could put yourself at risk. It is frightening. I think Google said that they did have a patch for this vulnerability back in April, but it is up to now this this patch to be rolled out through not only through the device manufacturers, so like your Samsungs, LGs, and Sonys, and any other HTC, any other Android manufacturer. It's also up to your telco, your carrier, to roll out that update as well. So hassle them for that. If they haven't already sent it to you, ask them why they haven't sent it to you and stay safe and make sure you look after your settings there. Turn off that auto retrieve for your MMS messages and you could avoid getting stage fright. You're listening to Tech Guide. And that's our show for this week. You can read everything we've talked about, of course, at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, we'd love to hear from you on email, info at techguide.com.au. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter. Our Tech Guide handle is at techguideau. And my personal Twitter is at Stephen Fennick, and that's Stephen spelt with a PH. I'd love you to tweet me, say g'day. I will say g'day back, I promise. Special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also our other sponsor, Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thanks for listening. Been great having you with us once again. We look forward to you joining us once again next week. So until then, as we always say, stay safe and stay connected.